<laughs> Glory to God. We're going <laughs> to, I want to talk to you a little bit. And we, this is a subject that we, um, that we, we get on every now and again, because I think we need it. Um, we need a refresher sometimes on it. So let's go to, um, Glory to God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Go, um, glory to God. Well, there's a couple places I'd like for us to go. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. I lift my voice. You know, uh, about the time I think I've got this electric Bible figured out, I don't. Um, I, I think I need a class just on the Bible app. What? What in the world? How, why have they made this so 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 uh, so difficult? Jesus. Uh, Ted, come and tell us that story about schmoofing. <laughs> uh, let's look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. <clears throat> Romans chapter 10. And I'm, you know how I am. I may have you come here and then we'll run you all over the Bible. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Look what it says. So then, uh, so, 10, 17. Y'all know this one. So, faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. Uh, King James says this way. So, faith comes from hearing. And uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Hearing by the word of God. I must not I must not get in this Bible app as much as I need to because boy, it sure does ask me all kind of questions when I start right when I start preaching too. Do you want to update 17 Bibles? No, I don't want to update 17 Bibles. Mess up Joe. Our internet connection is so slow. <clears throat> so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We we are we are faith people. Amen. Say this with me. Say, I am a faith person. You know, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. You know how many times scripture says the just shall live by faith? Three times. 
Who are the just? You know who the just are? We're the just. What does it mean to be just? It means to be righteous or in right standing with God. Now, let me, let me tell you this. Some of you don't feel like you're in right standing with God. But just because you don't feel like you're in right standing with God doesn't mean you are not in right standing with God. Because being in right standing with God has absolutely, positively nothing to do with feelings. Amen. Some of, you, some of you say, well, I'm not in right standing with God because this morning I ate one too many donut holes. <laughs> and in some cases, one too many donuts or something, or one dozen too many. And I'm in sin. I am a glutton. And because I am a glutton, I am not in right standing with God. Well, guess what? According to Scripture, your righteousness or your right standing with God is not based on your performance. It's not based on what you've done or how, how much you've prayed. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about that you're more righteous if you pray longer. But you know, some people, they're, they're, they're focused on, well, you know, I didn't pray this week, so I'm not right with God. You know, some people base whether they're going to receive something from the Lord at church on how well they did that week, how well they performed that week. Um, some of us... Some of us base um, our right standing with God on whether we uh, resisted that pet sin we've been wrestling with. That sin that, that has so easily beset us over and over and over and over and over again. But righteousness or right standing with God comes from one place. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Because of what Jesus did, we're in right standing with him. Now I said all that because it's important for us to understand that without faith, it's impossible for us to stand in our righteousness. Because it's only by faith that we can receive anything that the word provides for us. You don't, listen, we don't, we don't receive things from God based on an emergency. You know, God's not moved by emergencies. God is not 911. God doesn't just come. That, that's why people get confused. Anna and, Anna and I had a conversation the other day, which was awesome. Uh, I, got to, I got to talk with Anna and several members of her family one, uh, the other day. It was, co it was cool because they were having a great conversation. It was probably a conversation a lot of people need to have with uh, their families. Although, you know, many times what people will do is they will try to take uh, your belief in the Lord and your faith in God and the trust that you have in the Lord, and they'll try to twist it around and make it, you know, make God look ugly, make you look stupid, make you look like you're, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. And so some people are like, well, you know, why did God let this happen? I remember when there was a, a shooting at a school and a bunch of kids got killed and someone came on the television. They said, why did, where was the Lord? Where was God when all this happened? I thank God there was a preacher that was bold enough to tell them. They had a preacher. They had a minister. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't a prominent minister, but it was a preacher. And they didn't have him on very long. He was only on for like three minutes. Once he said this, they cut him, they cut him loose. Because the world don't want to hear the truth. The world don't want to hear the truth. But it was that uh, uh, a bunch of kids had gotten killed. They said, they said, where was God in all this? I want to know from that preacher, where was the Lord in all this? 
And they said, well, Reverend, what do you say? He said, well, God's exactly where you put him, outside of the school. You kicked him out years ago. You took him off the wall. You took, him, you took prayer out of the school. You took the Bible out of the school. And now you expect him to show up anytime you... But see, God's not, God's not 911. God doesn't show up just because bad stuff happens. And then, then people want to say, well, you know what, then, then evil is necessary, isn't it? Uh, evil, God allowed evil in the world. No, listen, God didn't, God didn't, <laughs> they, they act like God sanctioned all of this. Like God sanctioned it, like he had a plan that he was going to loose evil because in order for there to be good, there needed to be evil. No, listen, all, there, all that needed to be was good. It was when God went to saying, let's make man in our image. Let's create man with a free will. Let's make man another speaking spirit. Let me give man a little bit more authority than I gave the angel. I mean, he made the angels, and the angels are like, yes, sir. No, sir. And then he made man, and he's like, you can do whatever you want. And so Eve goes and eats from the tree of good and evil, gives to Adam, and he's an idiot. He eats, he eats too, and jacks it up for everybody. Sin enters the world, and just like, just like from the beginning, man always wants to try to blame God. When, when God came looking for Adam and Eve, what, what, was the, what was the conversation? Where are y'all? We're hiding. Why? We're naked. Who told you? What happened? Well, we... Uh, <laughs> funny thing happened on the way to the, the way to Puerto Rico to get some avocados and bananas. <laughs> there was this tree. just happened to be the one that you told us to stay away from. And, and they go to telling the Lord. And then, the, the, then Adam says, you know, Lord, it was the woman. And then, and, then, and then he takes it a step farther. It's the woman that, that you gave me. <laughs> so man still trying to blame somebody else. Oh, come on now. Had my uncle call me, say, my iPad locked me out. I said, your iPad didn't lock you out? <laughs> your iPad didn't lock you out, Uncle Rollo? He's like, it did. I, I don't know what happened. I said, no, if you trace it back, I know what the problem is. You the problem. You locked yourself out of your iPad. But boy, and then in the conversation, not only, was, not only was he blaming it on his iPad, pretty soon it was, you're the only one that's touched this iPad besides me. So you know what? I had to act like the Lord. I'm like, okay, let's run this back a minute. I said, when was the last time you put a password in your iPad? Well, it was today at the library. I said, well, did you need a password to open up your iPad prior to that moment? No. For some reason, it wasn't asking me for a password. I said, so you went to set it up to make it give you a password, right? Yeah. I said, so what number did you enter into it? Because you had to enter a number into it. Oh, it just opened up. <laughs> I just remembered. I said, there you go. And now, I mean, for, for 30 minutes, you're blaming me, you're blaming Apple. Yeah, it's always the Apple. The Apple that you get. <laughs> ah, 
Church, we we gotta we've gotta start we gotta start honing this in. We gotta start bringing it in. We've gotta quit. We've gotta get to the point where we quit trying to deflect and realize that a lot of what we're facing in this life, we're facing, and a lot of the battles that we're losing have to do with a lack of our understanding of the Word of God and a lack of uh, us developing faith in these things. That the word of God say belong to it, like righteousness. Do you know if you all could get a revelation on righteousness and develop faith in the area of righteousness, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fall into the trap of sin. It's not that you wouldn't commit sin, but sin wouldn't defeat you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take Nakia 20 minutes to get people in the spirit because you'd come in here already in the spirit because you'd have, you'd have no doubt that you're in right standing with God, not because of your performance, but because of what Jesus did. Do y'all really think I live that great of a, I mean, I, I do my best. I try to live holy. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think that we ought to, tr we ought to do our gut level best to live for Jesus with all of our hearts and to live holy, set apart lives. And I think I do, you know, I do as good as most, maybe better than some, uh, maybe worse than others. But I mean, I do. I, let's just say I'm average. Let's say I have a C in being holy and living right for Jesus. All right. Listen, I don't, I don't have to come here and get revved up to try to get in the presence of God. I come here and I know that I have access into the throne of grace. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says we're to come boldly in. Amen. See, some of you on the, some of you haven't got in yet. Some of you still on the outside saying, my access card don't work. Because I had an inappropriate relationship. Because I, you know, because I... <laughs> I, I did something wrong. I said something wrong. I, you know, I'm thinking. I was I was looking on uh, uh, somebody's post on um, Instagram or something the other day, and they said my heart is broken because I'm still thinking bad thoughts about other people. I'm like, hello. I'm not just thinking bad thoughts. I'm letting it come out my mouth. I was driving down the road the other day. Someone pulled out in front of me, slammed on the brakes. It didn't just stay in my mind. I was, I was on the podcast with Sheree. I was on the podcast. I was on the podcast with Sheree. And traffic was terrible. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay in the spirit. You don't know how there's about three times people on the podcast just about heard me say, you idiot. It came, I listen, it came to my mind, and, you, and I, I got distracted big time. You want to talk about the anointing trying to keep in the flow. I need to quit driving while we're doing a podcast. Cause <laughs> even with autopilot, man, I, I, I crank that autopilot onto that Tesla, and it'll do all the driving. But, boy, it'll still frustrate you when someone pulls in front of you, slows you down, and your Tesla brakes uh, thinking it's going to run into somebody. But see, in, in, order, in order to even take the first step, in order to even take the first step, we have to believe we're, you, you're not going to receive anything from the Lord by faith or any other way if you don't believe what the Word of God says about you in the area of righteousness. Because you're going to think there's no way he's going to do this for me because of the condition of my life, because of the condition of my walk, because of the condition of my marriage, because of the condition, because, you know what, because I got... 
because, because I, my family ruffled my feathers and I said things. I Do you want to know how many times my dad ruffled my feathers and I said things I regretted? He loved every second of it too. I mean, I said stuff that wasn't godly. It wasn't Christian. It wasn't the Bible. It was out of frustration. I was like, what would you know, you idiot? You didn't even graduate the third grade. I mean, I actually said stuff like that to my dad. I'm like, what would you know? I mean, you've never even read the Bible. You can't read the Bible. You don't know how to read. And he didn't. You know, I, I turned to personal insults. Thank God my dad was a good dad. Knew that I was an idiot. You know, but my dad, he would, he would say stuff like this. Well, you know, I might have had that coming. I was, he was, you know, he was provoking me. But thank God that didn't change my that didn't change my righteousness. I'm still in right standing with God. Do you know Do you know how many prayers would go unanswered if I came before God and had to go through that whole rigmarole of trying to get right with God before I asked Him for something? Amen. Some of you are praying prayers and you 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 don't feel like you're seeing your prayers answered. Some of you struggling with sin in your life. You, you don't understand why it is you can't overcome the sin that you're struggling with. Some of you praying for others that are struggling with sin, struggling with difficulty in their life, struggling through problems and troubles. Some of you struggling in your, listen, we got people in our church uh, and in churches all over the United States of America that they're, they're struggling just to continue to stay married, continue to have a family. Some of y'all want to have children. Some of y'all want to have children. You don't understand why you hadn't got pregnant yet. You want to know what's wrong with you. I mean, two teenagers can sit in the back of a car to drive in movie and get pregnant. You, I mean, here you are married and you, you're, you're trying. You have an ovulation kit and everything. It, you got a timer that goes off, tells you when to. And, and let me tell you something. Those of you that are looking to get pregnant, those of you that are believing God for a baby, Annie and I started at 25. We didn't succeed till 32. We started out at 25 years old. We're like, we're going to have a baby. We'd go to church and we'd get prophecies. Oh, I see, th thus says the Lord. I remember we went to a church. This woman pulled off a ring. She says, thus says the Lord. God told me to give you this ring. Gave it to, gave it to Annie. And... Um, it was, a, it was a ring with two pearls on it. She said, Lord told me to give you that ring because those pearls represent your children. God's going to give you children. Okay. And we were believing God for two kids. One of them pearls ended up falling out. We figured that was Gabe. It, <laughs> pearls fell out. <laughs> I was just, just kidding, buddy. <laughs> I was just kidding, pal. The, the pearl didn't fall out. The pearl didn't fall out. Eddie's looking at me like, that pearl didn't fall out. <laughs> Hey. Oh, so we we get we get these words from God, but you know what? After a while, when you start out 25 years old, and listen, 25 years old, she's like, "Let's have a baby." Listen, you're when you, when you the you're in. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do this. First couple years, she's like, all right, come on, let's, we're having a, all right, baby time, baby time, baby time. After, after two years, <laughs> and, and, and it ain't working. And then Annie, you know, she's trying all kind of <sighs> tests, and she be coming home from work. I'm ovulating. Let's come, hey, I'm ovulating. 
the temperatures, everything's right. I'm like, girl, aren't we going to like Netflix or anything? I mean, he's so demanding. You know, I mean, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do this? It's so demanding. She's like, I got 20 minutes. I'm 20 minutes. She's like, 20 minutes and 10's already gone to drive over here. Pretty soon, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just an adventure. It was a job. 28, 29 years old. The prophet, the word of the Lord at 25 like hallelujah amen thank you lord baby cometh Woo! glory to god we go have two babies i mean we was we was excited by the time we hit 27 28 29 and someone said thus says the lord in our minds we're saying don't you dare say i'm gonna have a baby or i'm gonna throat punch you because i'm tired of hearing it anybody anybody know what i'm talking about I'm tired of hearing the word of the Lord. I'm ready to see it come to pass. You know what? The problem wasn't with heaven. Are y'all hearing this today? The trouble that we were having wasn't with heaven. It wasn't, it, the problem wasn't our righteousness or that we weren't in right standing with God. It wasn't that we were in some terrible sin. That wasn't it. It wasn't that we weren't, uh, <laughs> that we weren't, that we weren't uh, putting actions to our faith. We decreed, at 25, we decreed by faith we were going to have children and we were going to have two of them. We even knew one would be a boy and one would be a girl. We had two dolls that sat in a chair in our house. People wondered what in the heck we were doing. We had two dolls, one in pink and one in blue, that someone had given us out of a prophetic gesture. And we had them sitting in a chair up in our apartment. And we looked at them and we said, that is a representation of our children. When Annie looked at that ring, she said, that is a representation of our children. We were, we were decreeing and declaring the word of God. But you know what? I I'm not sure when we went from just believing it in our heads to where we activated our faith and began to trust uh, that God was going to do it in that moment that we asked him. You know what you, you, know what you do when you're not in faith for something? You go to searching for alternatives. You go to looking for other ways. Amen. You know what? When Jesus cursed the fig tree and it didn't fall over, he didn't, he didn't get online look for a tree cutting service. <laughs> now, but see, nowadays, nowadays, in fact, you go to most churches and nowadays, you know, preachers will tell you, well, you got to use wisdom. If it don't, if you know, if you used your faith on it and it didn't fall, go get a chainsaw. Well, you know what? That's not how you develop faith. You know, speak to the mountain, and if the mountain don't move, go buy a shovel, an excavator, some mountain moving equipment. Oh, Lord, don't move my mountain. It's actually a song sung in church. Just give me the strength to climb. Oh, yeah, that's Bible. 
when, when we allow for the alternative, then we never get over there and really function. Are y'all hearing me today? Faith is aggressive. Faith, faith, there is, there, there is, faith doesn't take no for an answer. I was hearing, uh, I was hearing um, Bill Winston, I may have tried to tell this testimony before. I was hearing Bill Winston, um, it's been years ago, he was talking about a preacher by the name of E.V. Hill. E.V. Hill was a, uh, he was a black Baptist pastor. Uh, he was on TBN back in the day. Great, great preacher. One of the best preachers I've ever, boy, he, he could hoop, man. He would preach and he'd get you excited. But anyhow, uh, he grew up poor, grew up uh, in a poor, a poor family in a small, uh, small community in the South. And um, father had left the family um, when he was young. And when he graduated out of the fifth grade, sixth grade, out of middle school, uh, the deacons of the church said, well, Sister Hill, now it's time for you to have your son come and help you. Now that he's old enough, he can come help you and, and help you with the chores and help you uh, in the fields and help you with all this. And his mother was like, no, he's, he's going to go to school. He's going to get an education. He's not going to, that, that's not going to happen with it. And so his mother, he said, was a woman had the greatest faith of anyone he'd ever seen in his life. You know, the people would come to her and, and, and they'd say, Sister Hill, you got everything you need. You, you take care of all them, all them kids because he had brothers and sisters. You take care of all them kids. Do you have everything you need? Do you have enough food? And she'd be like, the Lord supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. But they'd go home. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have anything in the cabinets. But he said his mother would set the table. She'd put pots on the stove, empty pots, set the table. Put out silverware. He said he watched this as a kid. He would watch her go through this whole process of getting a dinner table ready. He knew good and well there was nothing in them cabinets. But after she set the table, got everything ready, told the kids, y'all wash up. We're getting ready to have dinner. Listen to me, church. The church, the church has got so far away from this that we, we, don't, re we don't really understand radical. We don't understand how radical faith really is. She set the table, put everything out, tell the kids, wash up, wash up for supper. They're like, mama, there ain't no supper. Wash up for supper. They wouldn't tell her a word. They'd just go do what she said. They said while they're washing up, there'd be a knock at the door. She'd open up the door and there'd be three or four bags filled with food. Filled with groceries. She'd haul the groceries in. She'd start throwing stuff in the pots. And pretty soon they'd have something to eat. Are you hearing me today? Because faith works. Say faith works. Faith is radical. Faith, faith, faith will cause people's attention to fall on you. And you know what? That attention will bring pressure. You'll feel the pressure to perform when everyone's looking at you when you declare something in faith. Listen, when you, when you can't get pregnant, you, you're like, I'm, I, bless God, I'm going to have me a baby. And about this time, nine months from now, we having a baby. You know what? Every naysayer, every negative person, every person that wants to see you fail, they're all going to be checking your Facebook and your Snapchat and your Instagram. And they're going to be looking, does she look pregnant? she look pregnant to you? She said she's going to be pregnant. You know, she's been talking a lot of noise. They'll be talking about you behind your back, laughing. 
EBL, EBL said he, he graduated fifth grade, graduated sixth grade. Went into, when, he went, when he graduated, go into ninth, into high school, the deacons came back and said, hey, Sister Hill, it's time. Your son, he ain't going to, I mean, he's, he's a young black man in the South, got no father, got all these brothers and sisters. You need his help. She's like, no, he's going to school. And she just, by faith, by faith. So he graduated through, graduated out of high school. And after he graduated high school, the deacons were even more persistent. You've got to get him working. She said, no, he's going to college. She's like, Sister Hill, there's like, Sister Hill, you don't even have money to send him to college. She said, the Lord told me that he's supposed to go to college. The Lord told me he's supposed to finish up school. The Lord told me these things, and he's been faithful all this time. He's going to be faithful to this. And so she, he said, he said uh, when it time, came time to check into college, he said they didn't have no money. His mama didn't have no money. But she packed him a lunch, <laughs> gave him like $2.50, that she had in her pocket, said, here, go to the college and send him to a particular school. Go to that college, stand in line, and check into school. He said he stood in that line, and while he's standing in that line, they're collecting money. Back, back then, they collected money right then for your tuition. When you, when you signed up, they collected tuition money as you signed up. And so, Evie Hill said he stood in that. Are y'all hearing this at all today? Evie Hill said he stood in that line, and he stood in that line, and he said the longer he stood in that line, the more the devil tried to mess with him. What are you doing in this line? You're going to get up there, and you're going to get embarrassed, because when you get up there, and you don't have no money, you're going to feel like an idiot. And so the devil tried to get him to step out of that line, tried to get him to give up on the dream. But he said, you know what he said got him through? He remembered his mother setting a, setting a table. Trust in the Lord, exercising her faith in God. He knew that God showed up for her. Amen. And so he, he decided, I'm going to stand in this. Are y'all hearing this today? Some of you still trying to determine where you're at in this life based on the circumstances that you're facing today. I've got news for you. Your circumstances mean absolutely nothing. God is the dominator of circumstances. Amen. Are y'all hearing me today? It doesn't matter what's in your way. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter how big your giant is. Are you hearing me? I don't care how well trained your enemy is. I don't care if your enemy trained to fight in, in battles and, and won victories. It doesn't matter what your enemy was trained for. Have faith in God. Turn to someone, tell them, have faith in God. I don't care if you have fallen, if you have stumbled, if you have struggled, if you have, if, if you have done the same sin over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I am here to tell you, you have victory over sin. You have power over sin. You have power over those enemies that are, that are, that are fighting against you. He stood in that line. He said he got closer to the front of that line, and he said finally as he, gets, he approaches the front of that line, there's a man that comes from, back, from behind the line and says, uh, Hill, Hill, and he says, that's me. He said, Hill, 
get out of that line. Come over here. Uh, you, have a, you have a full ride, four-year scholarship, everything paid for to this school. You don't belong in this line. You need to come with me. And the Lord supplied. Are y'all hearing me today? You know, you, many, times, many times you hear the testimony, the testimonies of, you know, one, one time I was in a meeting over in, uh, I think it was Davenport, no, Davenport, uh, Iowa. <laughs> I was in Davenport, Iowa, and we'd preached, I'd preached this revival. I'd been there for three days. We extended for another two days. When we extended for two days, Annie was like, listen, we're supposed to leave for Ohio on Saturday for my sister's wedding. I'm, I'll be finished here in a second. My sister's getting married. You're supposed to be there. You're supposed to sing. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. You know, we're in revival. And uh, I don't want to drive all the way home only to get in the car, drive all the way before we had an airplane. I don't want to drive all the way home 10 hours and then drive all the way back another six, 14 hours uh, to, to go to a wedding for your sister? <laughs> and she was like, well, Zig, you, you said you were going to go. I said, I know what I said, but I changed my mind. She's like, well, I was counting on you going. I said, well, you know, I said, you just need to talk to the Lord because the Lord's one kept me here. She's like, you, you make it sound like I don't have any favor with God. I said, oh, no, I'm not saying you don't have no favor with God. I'm just saying I have more favor with God. I mean, that's, that's, that's literally what I said to her. She said, well, you know what? Uh, God expects you to be a man of your word, and I expect you to be a man of your word, and I'm going to believe God right now that he's going to provide a way for you to get uh, to Ohio and that somehow or another you're going to get to Ohio and you're not going to have to make the drive. And she says, I'm doing it. I said, go ahead. I said, get out there. I said, try it all you want to. I was confident. I had more grace with God, more favor with God, and he wasn't going to make me go to that wedding. I said, do, do, do what you got to do. And we hung up after we, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't really super angry, with I don't think. But we hung up, and we hung up on good terms. And uh, fell asleep that night, Saturday morning. Typically, Ted and I would get up early in the morning, head out, go home. That morning, I was like, Ted, let's just hang out for a bit. You know, let's just relax. Let's get some. There was a bakery uh, close by. We got some. Uh, it was, uh, oh, man, we got some stuff. Anyway, and. We were there just chilling, and literally, we had our bags in our hands, and we're walking out the hotel when the phone rings in the hotel room. So I stop, I put my bags down, I pick up the phone in the hotel, and I'm like, hello? And this woman on the other end, she's like, Brother Ziggy, I'm so glad that I caught you. I said, really? I said, what, why? What's going on? She said, well, she said, uh, I've been wrestling all night and all morning with something. I felt like last night the Lord spoke to me and told me to do something very specific. And, but, you know, I didn't know. She said, I knew that you drove here and everything. And, and uh, she said, I'll just tell you what the Lord told me. The Lord told me last night I was supposed to buy you a plane ticket wherever you needed to go. I said, why? She said, why we, now this was before Annie and I had the conversation. So before Annie ever exercised faith, you know, God knows when you're going to get out there in faith. Before she ever pulled the faith trigger, God had already started to work. That woman in the service, the Lord told her to buy me a plane ticket. 
she said, she said uh, and he told me about any place. So she said, I wrestled with it last night. I was going to call you last night, but she thought, no, he doesn't need that. She said, I fell asleep, you know, got up this morning. And as I got up this morning, the Lord said, you need to call Brother Ziggy. And, and she was like, well, Lord, I don't know how to get a hold of him. And the Lord, Lord told her, yeah, he's at this hotel. So she said, I decided, you know, finally called the hotel and asked them if you were staying there. They put me through here to your room. She said, so I'm just wondering, do you need a plane ticket to go anywhere? I said, I don't need anything. I said, but my wife. And I told her the story. She said, I'm on my way. She came over there. She handed me the money uh, for a ticket to fly from Davenport to uh, Toledo, Ohio. And I ended up having to sing at my sister's wedding. At my sister-in-law's wedding. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, uh, again, I'm going I'm to say this, and we'll, we'll, I'll end with this. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. <clears throat> Not hearing the Bible, but hearing the Word of God. So, this Bible, of course, it's a... We, we know that this, these words were words that were inspired of the Lord. But this Bible has no power until this becomes the word of the Lord for you. When, when it says, because when, you can read in there that you're righteous. But until you hear God saying you're righteous, faith can't be developed for righteousness. Some of you have been believing for freedom from sin, freedom from the, 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 uh, the uh, snare of sin and the things that you've been going. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We, 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 all, we all struggle with sin, and you can, you can make it. But you, you're not going to make it by just trusting in your head. You've got to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You can't be moved by what you see. When the, devil, when the devil tries to lie to you and say, look at there, nothing's changing. Are y'all hearing me? What you, you got to respond to the devil with is, nothing, nothing has changed from this perspective. But all of heaven is working on my behalf. Amen. Can I tell you one more testimony? It's not even my testimony. Brother Hagin was, Brother Hagin was uh, uh, healed of a heart condition. And... Uh, Divinely healed, supernaturally healed by the Spirit as a teenager. Doctors said he would die of this uh, heart condition. Everybody did that had it. But he got a revelation. What well, things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. And so he believed he received his healing. And when he believed he received his healing, he was laying in bed. And the Lord said, the Lord said this to him. He said, people that are healed, people that are well, don't stay in bed beyond this time. Because it was late in the day. And so he was like, in his head, his head said, you can't get up, you're sick. He, he'd stand up and pass out. But he said he acted on the word of God. He activated his faith. So he got, he got out of bed and he, he uh, stood up. And he said when he stood up, he was healed. Amen. He believed he received. You see, I'm, and I'm making it simple. He tells the story. He went on to preach. He went in the ministry. He was preaching. He was an itinerant preacher. And one night after service, after preaching, he gets back to the pastor's house where he was staying. And he says all of a sudden he feels all those symptoms of that heart condition come back on him. Thought he was going to die. So you know what he does? 
He, does, he doesn't go to CVS and put, get it in a blood pressure cuff. And... Now listen, I know that's what we want to do. Are y'all hearing me today? Okay. That's because, you know, according to, according to people today, that's wisdom. You know, you, know, you know what man's wisdom says? Man's wisdom says, I shouldn't trust the one of you that are here this morning because all of y'all have jacked it up. Wisdom says you shouldn't trust me. Because most people that you've trusted that stood behind a pulpit did you wrong. Are y'all hearing this today? I mean, if we're, if we're getting over in the natural, right? You know what Brother Hagin did? Brother Hagin went to, he went, ha, 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 Buried his face in his pillow and went to ha, ha, ha. Tried to keep quiet. He said, the devil said, what are you doing? He says, I'm laughing, devil. Devil says, who are you laughing at? He said, I'm laughing at you. He says, why are you laughing at me? He says, because you're trying to tell me I'm not healed. The devil said, well, you ain't healed. He goes, ha, 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 ha. He laughed a little while longer until the devil came and said, what are you doing? He says, I'm laughing, devil. Who are you laughing at? Well, I'm laughing at you. Why are you laughing at me? Because you're trying to say I ain't, because you're trying to say I ain't healed. The devil said, well, you're not healed. Ha, ha, ha. Y'all have heard me tell this. He laughed and laughed. Finally, the last time, the last time he had to deal with the enemy, the enemy came and said, what are you laughing at? He says, I'm laughing at you, devil. He says, why are you laughing at me? He says, because the word of God says, and he began to tell him what the word of God said <clears throat> concerning healing. Some of you have got to begin to speak to your circumstances very aggressively. You know, if you would get as aggressive, amen. I, I know you can get aggressive. I've seen some of y'all get aggressive. We, we, have, we play volleyball. Lindsay, I was looking at Lindsay. She's like, what are you, why are you looking at me? No, 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 no. Now, I've seen y'all play volleyball at the, at the church picnic. Some of y'all just, just playing volleyball, getting aggressive. Basketball. We've got to begin to talk to our circumstances and believe that God's going to do for us what he did in his word. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it died. Amen. When he cursed it, it died. When faith was exercised, something happened. Amen. And it happened quick. And it happened quick. Brother Hagin began to declare what the word said. So the devil... Packed up all of his symptoms and left. Because he believed the word of God. If some of you don't start taking up that kind of radical faith. You're going to end up being a victim of your circumstances. Instead of being a victor by faith. Get a word from God. Some of you heard a word from God today. It's not, it's not, the, it's not sins and the difficulties that you're... That's not what... 
that's not what dictates your success or failure. What dictates your success or failure is your willingness to exercise your faith in the Word of God, to believe what the Word of God says, and to stand on it until something changes. Amen. Amen. And you know what? You don't wait. You don't wait. Uh, you don't look for the change to be. You, you, you receive by faith. And once you've received it by faith, it's done. When the devil says, well, where is it? So I have to see it. Glory. I've already seen it with my eyes of faith. I have to see it in the natural glory. It's done. It's already done. Are y'all hearing me today? Stand up all over the place. Praise God. So y'all got a two for today. A two for one. I, I preached on a finance and uh, got a little message on faith in here today. Praise God. Amen. That's right. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I could tell you some faith stories. Uh, some of them silly, but glory to God. 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 You don't have to know how the answer is going to come. Just know it's going to come. Hallelujah. Just know it's going to come. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. Just know it's going to happen. You don't have to know how. You don't have to know the intricacies. You don't have to know who God's going to use or if he's going to use someone. You don't have to know any of that. There's, there's one year when we was broke, when we was really lacking. And I was just starting to learn the message on prosperity and supernatural increase. God was just starting to do it. And when I say learn it, I wasn't, I wasn't getting in no book. The Spirit of the Lord was teaching me this. And I began to work my faith. I was like, Lord, I'd like to buy any something for Christmas. So in the name of Jesus, I believe I receive money in the name of Jesus, Lord. I, I don't remember if I put a dollar amount on it or not. But I do know this. I believed that I received it. I believed that I received it. When I prayed, I believed that I received it. When I prayed, first step is you got to pray. When you pray, believe that you receive it. When you pray, when you pray, believe you receive it. Amen. So I believed I received it. And I don't know what, I, just something in my heart said it was settled. It was done. It was done. I didn't look with my eyes. I didn't listen with my ears. You know, there was no way in the natural we were going to see that. It was, it was November already, and I didn't have any. Back then, no one would schedule meetings with us in November or December or January. So there was no hope of it coming in an offering. There was no hope of someone coming and handing me money in a, in a service or nothing like that. I mean, I was at home. So I, I settled it in my heart by faith. Well, one day... I head up to the uh, post office, check on the mail, open up the post office box. There's a giant brown envelope in there. Return address said from Big Mike. Okay. Don't know who Big Mike was. That was all the return address said. The uh, stamp on the, you know, on the, the stamp over the stamp, the cancellation stamp. Couldn't read it. Couldn't read where it was from. It was all blurry. I was like, man, I didn't even know where this came from. I was, I was uh, interested to find out what was in it. So I opened up that big, you know, one of the big brown envelopes? I opened it up and, and uh, emptied the contents, and it was a bunch of little tiny brown envelopes. 
look like them envelopes people used to use in the offering back in the olden times. Little brown envelopes. I started opening up those little brown envelopes, and in each one of those envelopes was a $100 bill or two $50 bills or five $20 bills. But when I got done counting the money, it was, it was in excess of $1,000. Came from Big Mike. I was like, well, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some, someone asked me one time, they said, well, where do you reckon that came from? I said, Big Mike. They said, well, who's, who's Mike? I said, well, there's an archangel, Michael. I reckon maybe he sent it. I said, since I don't really know, I said, I, I can tell the story however I want to tell it. I do know this. It was supernatural increase. Amen. It was supernatural increase. Now, you know, <clears throat> I didn't obsess over trying to figure out how that was going to happen or why it was going to happen, where it was going to happen. All I knew was going to happen. Amen. Thank God. By faith. By faith. Thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, I thank you today. You know, Ayla, Ayla preached a good word on faith a couple weeks ago. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm almost starting to think maybe Ayla should preach more often around here. David did an outstanding job on Wednesday night. Man, I'm telling you right now. I got, I got done with that message of David's, and I was like, where's the second point? <laughs> he teased us with a second point and everything, didn't he? Dirty rat. I'm going to make him get up and preach that second point. Be ready. You're getting me. Be ready. He, he's like, oh, yeah, here three months. No, man. <laughs> you almost had to do it this morning. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Amen. Well, Father, today we, we, we're working our faith here. Lord, we're, we're, we're joining our faith together with one another. You know what? I, I just sense in my spirit to do something. You know, the Bible says this. The Bible says that And, and it it's talking specifically about sickness and disease. But we can see in this particular scripture how the word of God makes provision for us to join our faith with one another. And so we're going to pray with Sister Lupe because she wants us to join our faith with hers for strength in the, in the muscles in her back. She's going to physical therapy, but she don't really need, she don't want to go to physical therapy. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't want to go to physical therapy neither. Uh, now that I don't like people touching on me. Anyhow, so uh, we're gonna, I'm going to agree with her that the Lord is going to complete the work that he started during revival. And he's healed the, the uh, discs and the bones and stuff in there. But now we're going to believe that he's going to restore those muscles and, and give strength. Amen. Uh, so this has to do with sickness, but it, this, you can join your faith together for anything. So here's what it says. Here's what it says. If there's any sick among you. You know, let's say this way, because it's a principle. If there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, anoint their head with oil, praying the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. Let, let, me, let me say this. Are there any broke among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them join their faith together. Pray the prayer of faith. Amen. That's what that is. The prayer of faith is when we join our faith with your faith. If you're weak in faith, we join our faith with your faith. So whatever it is that you need from God, let's believe God today for it to be done. Now, when you walk out of here and you and the devil is making all kind of noise and trying to get you in fear, trying to get you in doubt, trying to get your attention back on your circumstances, remember the word of God. I believe God's trying to get our faith developed to the point where we ask today and it happens tomorrow. That's what Jesus did. 
Amen. Are y'all hearing me? Where, where it's declared one day and it manifests the next day. Because in a 24-hour, God, God, God don't even need a 24-hour period of time sometime to do some things. I believe some of you are going to be in debt today and come out of debt tomorrow. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day you're going to have a mortgage and the next day no mortgage. One day you're going to have a car payment, next day no car payment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, one, listen, one day you're going to be struggling in your marriage, in your family, in relationship, and the next day, poof, it's going to be gone. You're going to have a strong marriage. You're going to have a strong family. There's nothing that's going to be able. Are you all hearing me today? In 24 hours, God can turn it around. Faith moves mountains. Faith changes things. Faith changes things. And so today, I'm going to agree in faith with you. And I'm going to join my faith with yours for whatever it is that you have need of. Whether it's sickness, whether it's family, whether, no matter what it is. Whether it's job, whether it's finance, no matter what it is. We're going to join our faith together today. I'm going to join my faith with you. If you need prayer today, if you want me to join my faith with yours, I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you. Come on, Lupe. I want to pray with you. Glory. Are you, are you looking for agreement for that baby to just come right now? Today. <laughs> you know, there's a preacher out in, uh, he's, he's gone to be with the Lord. His name was T.B. Joshua. But pregnant women that were overdue in their pregnancy, they would come to his church. And uh, he's, he's an African dude. And um, he'd line them up. Get this. They would have gurneys behind these women. And they had an infirmary in the basement of the church. Because they were expecting. They were expecting that when he prayed, it would happen. And so he would. He would pray. And literally... When he would pray for these women overdue, all of them, their water would break right there at the altar. I had a friend. I had a friend. Now, I'm not praying that right now for you. I mean, but um, I had a friend who was there and, and, and watched it. And so these women, their water would break, and then they'd haul them off, and they'd give birth, and they would let, they would let the preacher name their kids. They'd be like, please name my, you know, they, they, they felt like it was an honor, so he'd he named these children that would be born in his church. It's just incredible uh, how the Lord did. I believe we're going to see things on, on that, along those lines and in that measure in these last days at, uh, uh, more often uh, than not. Amen. And so you all know what we're praying for. You all know what we're believing for. We're going to believe right now that we receive it. And when we believe we receive it, we're going to have it. Amen. So when circumstances try to tell you different, you're going to say, no, me and my man of God, we agreed. Amen. Listen, when the prophet prophesied tomorrow at about this time, the famine is coming to an end. You remember that? There was one old, there was one old boy that said, if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He wouldn't agree with the prophet. But the people that agreed with the prophet, you know what the Bible said? The Bible said, the Bible said the prophet looked at that old boy and he said, you're going to see it coming, but you're not, you're not going to taste it. 
You're going to see it happen, but you won't be a partaker. And that's what happens when, when people won't believe the word. But now, I'm not trying to tout myself as, as something. But you know what? I'm, y'all's, I'm some of y'all's prophet. I'm your pastor. I'm your man of God. And you know what? There's authority that comes with the anointing of God. You, you ought to take advantage. You ought to, you ought to uh, how do I, ex- exploit that. Take full advantage of what God has given us in these relationships that we have with one another and with him. So I'm going to agree with you, and I, and just I believe not according to, because if I had to believe according to my ability, I've never I've never had the ability to to bring a, a divine healing to someone. But the greater one, the greater one, Amen. So that's that's what that's what we're gonna agree with. That the greater one's gonna be at work here, doing what he said he would do when we join our faith together. We're gonna pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is gonna save the sick. The prayer of faith is gonna save uh, the those that are uh, uh, in debt, in distress, that are discontented, those that are bound, those that are in need of a touch. No matter what area of life, and the Lord is gonna raise you up. And we're not gonna agree with circumstances no more. We're gonna agree with heaven. Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna start. I'll start down here. Shree, lift, just lift up your hands. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even. Gonna, I don't. I don't. I don't need to know. And it's not that I'm trying to save y'all embarrassment or anything. I just feel like in my heart we just need to agree. So Father, as I lay my hands on each one, I agree with you, and I agree with them. We call it done in the name of Jesus. We believe. We receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I believe. We believe together that we receive today in the name of Jesus. We join our faith with one another. And we say that every muscle in this body has to line up with your word and become strengthened for your glory in the name of Jesus. I say be healed for the glory of God. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, I agree with Lewis right now. We believe we receive it. Lord, you said we could have it. And so, Father, right now we stand in faith in your word. Nothing is going to detour us. We declare, God, your word. Your word is the authority. And our faith, God, is the substance. It's the evidence that we receive these things in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you. We have them for your glory, God, in Jesus' name. I agree with Brandon right now, Lord. We believe we receive every need met. We believe we receive, God, everything. We thank you, Father, that you've made provision through your word. For us to access, Lord, the benefits of heaven. We will not forget your benefits. You've forgiven all of our iniquity. You've healed all our diseases. You've redeemed our life from destruction. You've crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You've filled our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. We have it all, Lord, because you provided it. And we receive it today in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I agree with Jess right now. We believe we receive it. Lord, we, we receive it now. We thank you, Father. We're exercising faith today. 
And Lord, we're not going to look to our circumstances, but we're going to look to you. We're going to look to your word, and we're receiving this today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I agree with Ayla right now. In the name of Jesus, we receive. Now for your glory. Now for your honor. I thank you, Father. I agree with Anna, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We believe that we receive it now in Jesus' name. We're joining our faith together, God, for your glory in the name of Jesus. We call it done by faith in your name. I thank you, Father. I agree right now with Hilda. We believe, Lord. We don't look to the natural, but we look to the super. Ha! We look to the supernatural. Miracle working power of God. Lord, you are not bound by man's laws. You are not bound by man's wisdom. You are not bound to do things according to man. Lord, you are not bound in any way to do it our way. God, we loose you to do it your way. We loose you to do things your way, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We believe we receive now in the name of Jesus. I agree with Talisha, that today, God, things are being done your way according to your will. Today, we receive an answer for your glory in the name of Jesus. Lord, not only, Lord, as the, uh, as the pastor of this church, as the man of God here in this house, uh, as a prophetic voice, but Lord, as her husband, I come into agreement with her. And I declare as a priest of my house, we believe we receive, Lord, what your word has provided for us. God, we will not be satisfied with anything less. We will not receive anything less, but we will stand strong on your word in faith, believing and trusting that all that you provided for us, we will have it in Jesus' name. Celebriese, pele sequere, goro shabongle, menek sequere drici, eneme sekara. Now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. Lord, we stand upon you. We stand upon your word. We're doing what you said. We're praying and believing that we receive it. And Lord, we will have it according to your word. We're not asking out of your will. And because we're not, that is the assurance that we have uh, that you'll do it. And so, Lord, I thank you that as Ron and I agree here today, that uh, it's being done right now by faith in your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I agree with Joe. I declare in Jesus' name. You are working it, Lord. Woo, ha, ha. And we're working it. Shabono. And it'll bring you glory. I thank you, Father. We receive it by faith today in your name. I thank you, Father, that today we're receiving by faith in your name. Today we believe that we receive these things done in the name of Jesus. Because we believe that we receive it, Lord, we'll have it. Because that's your word. And so, Father, we thank you today. We thank you, God, that we're exercising our faith in your word. That we're not being moved by what we see, by what we feel, by what we hear. But, Lord, we're moving in what we know. 
and God, I'm believing that everyone that's in this line here today that has agreed with heaven is going to see results, Lord, within the next 24 hours. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Lord, if your word shows it, uh, we saw it, we've seen it over and over and over again. Kelly said, one day your people were bound, the next day they were free. Uh, one day they were hungry, the next day they were fed. One day armies pressed in behind them and on each side of them. But in the next moment, Lord, they crossed away from those armies uh, through a Red Sea and the armies were devoured behind them. God, uh, I believe it. I believe that you want to do something here for us and you want to do it now for your glory. And so, Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Celebria in Jesus' name. Everybody that believed it shouted amen. Come on, let's really shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Now, you know, today, I know today was a very, uh, was definitely fundamental. ABC. But you know what? Sometimes we've got to remember that we have to be aggressive in our pursuit of these things that God says belong to. We got to pray and believe we receive it. We've got to pray just like we did together today. And we've got to join our faith together and stand on the word of God, believing that he's going to bring to pass something. You know what? The devil has no right in your house. The devil has no right to be in your house. He has no right to be in your finances. He has no right to be in your wife or in your husband. He has no right to be in your children. Are y'all hearing me? He has no right to be in your finances. Are you hearing me today? He has no right to meddle in any of the affairs of the life of those who are the children of God and that believe him. Amen. And so we're kicking the devil out. We're kicking the devil out. Amen. Glory to God. But see, you got to get aggressive about it. You got to remind him. You don't have access here. You don't have access here. We refuse to allow you to meddle in our business. Pack up your stuff and go in the name of Jesus. Pack up your stuff and go in the name of Jesus. Come on. How how? How many of y'all are wrestling with a bad spirit? That demon spirit be trying to mess with you. Some people, they know, you know the devil been trying to get you. And he, he'll try. But glory to God, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, amen. Thank God. 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 Let's make sure we're through here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jen. Now listen, if you want to, if you want to get married, don't fool around with it. Just start claiming it. Listen, don't. If if God showed you you was to be married, if God said He had you a husband or a wife, do you know that the devil's gonna work to try to keep you from that? If God said you was gonna have a baby, you know the enemy's gonna try to work. To contradict the word of God and try to rob you of that seed of the word of God. So then what you got to do, you got to get aggressive about it. Start, you know what you need to start saying? I'm pregnant tomorrow. My husband's tomorrow. I'll be married by the end of this year. 
you know what? That'll, that'll, wait out, that'll weed out all the riffraff. I'll tell you that right now. It'll create an expectation. Come on. I mean, if God called you to marriage, let's get with it. Let's get her did. None of y'all are getting younger. Amen. Carolyn going to hear this. You'll be like, I'm, I'm about to get my husband. Amen. Praise God. But we got, we got to get our faith on it. We got to get our faith on it. Let's start claiming the word of God. Let's quit fooling around. Get our, get, let's get our faith on the word of God for what he said. If God gave you a word for children, then bless God, have your kids. Amen. Amen. If God said husband cometh, well then bless God, let's get to, let's get to finding husbands and get them up in here and get them working. Amen. Thank God. Working husbands. Amen. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for all that you've done here today. We pray, God, that you'll continue to pour out your spirit upon each one. Lord, we're thankful for what you've said to us today. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. We love you with all of our hearts. Father, let your hand continue to rest mightily upon your people. As, as we go and we share with others, may the same anointing and spirit that we've partaken of today uh, be imparted unto them. And Lord, may all honor and praise go to you. In Jesus' name, everybody that believed it said amen. Amen. Listen, join us this week. God's going to continue to work. We had an incredible service here Wednesday night talking about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. So come and be a part of that. Also, outreach continues every Friday. And then I will be with you. We will continue to be with you here. In fact, I'll be here every Sunday. There's only one Sunday. It's the following Sunday after that. What is that? I will be gone the 24th, and David will be ministering his second point on his message on that day. <laughs> so we'll get to hear the rest of David's message, because I think it's important for us to hear. It's a good message. So boy, listen, listen to him back there. Hey, here pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, listen, I love you. Uh, go in his presence before you leave. Love someone because you do. I will see you guys, uh, some of you throughout the rest of this week. Uh, some of you, I'll see you Wednesday. And the rest of you, I'll see you next Sunday. Uh, keep, keep all of us in your prayers. Everybody that uh, you see missing, call them. Make sure they're doing well. I love you guys. I'll see you.